Grace be to you and peace from God the Father and from our Lord Jesus Christ, who gave himself for our sins, that he might deliver us from this present evil world according to the will of God and our Father. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. I want to thank you guys for hanging out with me. I know this is going out a little late. I took a little vacation, which I haven't had in a long time. And um, I'm back, and so I wanted to make sure I knew um, I was supposed to post this on a Sunday. But I wanted to, as I said, I took a little break and uh, needed some R&R. And uh, while I was on the R&R, I was thinking about faith. And you guys know that this site is called the Blueprint of Faith. And that I believe if you have been following me for a while, I told you guys, according to the Word of God, faith is a series of things put together. And when put together, it is called faith. And so I want to take a a journey, if you will, in the Word of God, a brief journey about uh, faith so that you can get an understanding. Because, again, this what we're doing in 2024 uh, is we're going after all of those things that God had promised us. And, you know, it's been there in our life. He had made a promise to us, and it hasn't manifested yet. And so I have uh, been focusing on our faith. Telling you, telling you that when faith, when you start that journey, is that uh, there's always a test. We talked about the way that God had set it up was that um, uh, from faith to faith, from one project to another, uh, so that you can understand that uh, that's how it's set up. So then, when you look at it that way, then you can understand the importance of faith. How does it relate? to my life and obtaining the things that God has given to us. It says whereby we are going to partake of precious promises that God has given to us. And I read to you just now where we are able to, all these things that God has given to us. So now we have to access it. We have to bring it into our life. And the only way we can do that is through faith. So we've looked at faith and what it is. And uh, But I want to walk with you guys through the Bible one more time so that we can uh, get some insight into this so that we can make sure we stay focused because our goal is to stay focused. And many of those stories that we looked at when, uh, from for examples in the Bible that we've been looking at the last couple of weeks, is about staying focused. The woman with the issue of blood, she stayed focused and she got hers. We know that Jarius had some additional new, uh, news that came from his staff, if you will. And Jesus said to him, don't listen to them, stay focused. We know that uh, Peter lost his focus and he fell. So we know that um, uh, all of these people that we studied, we talked about the blind men, they didn't lose focus when the people were yelling louder and louder. They stayed focused. We know the friends uh, of that young man, they stayed focused and they climbed up on the... Um, on the house and uh, just dismantled the roof and laid uh, lower their friends. So they were focused. So we know the key is staying focused and focus on what. So we're going to take a look at some of uh, the progression of the, um, the disciples. And then we are going to look in the Word and 
pull out some stuff so we can get some examples of what we're talking about when it comes to faith. So the first thing that we want to know about faith, what is it? It's a law. Faith is a law that this world is governed by. Uh, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift, the free gift of the Lord is eternal life through Jesus Christ. Those things that God has set up are laws that and principles by which we live. Okay? And that is a law uh, principle, how you're going to get to God. And there's no other way by which you can access. So let's take a look at what the Roman, uh, Romans chapter 3, I think is 27, that talks about faith being a law. And it reads this way, um, I think is that when become, uh, then what becomes our boasting? It is excluded. By what kind of law? By a law of works. So we know that works is a law. No, but by the law of faith. So we see from this scripture that faith is a law. When was this instituted? We know that it. Uh, we see an example of this faith being utilized, or God's faith, in Genesis chapter uh, 1, verses 2, when uh, God began to, uh, you know, to repopulate um, the, the earth that was damaged from the first uh, fall, the fall of the angel, and that first ice age was kicked into place because we know that uh, uh, the uh, Jesus said he saw the enemy like a shooting star, and so these guys are like shooting star. You have all these angels coming crashing on the planet Earth all over, creating um, damage and craters and all these different things, and we could see that in many other books outside of the Bible where they talked about that particular war in the heavens. So. Um, this law of faith was established by God. He shows up and he says, let there be light. He was very specific in his declaration as to what he wants to do. And the scripture says that we must first decide a thing and it shall be uh, established. Remember the scripture says, I think in Job says, declare. But now when you look at the original language and so forth, it means decide it. You have to decide it before you declare it. And it says God decided it before. He said, let's make man in our image. And then he began to um, declare what he wanted to put the man in. So we see then in Genesis that the law of faith, God used the law of faith to create or recreate the universe and to bring everything into place. So then this law is exactly what it is. It has the power to change a situation from darkness to light. Whatever situation you're in, faith has the power to change it from darkness to light. Now, let's continue and see some of the things when we talk about this faith. We know that in Hebrews chapter 6, without this faith, there is no way that anyone can please God. Without this law, there's, so we could read, without the law of faith, it is impossible to please God. For whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists, number one, and that he rewards, number two, those that seek him. You have to believe that he exists, and you have to believe that he's going to reward you for your seeking. And he says, seek and ye shall find, as the scripture says. But we know that this law, Without it, in your life and in my life, it's impossible to please God. And so we know that this um, faith thing comes by hearing 
and hearing the Word of God. And you've heard me talk about this briefly in some other podcasts, but I want to uh, go into this a little deeper. As uh, One of the things that Jesus had said, uh, those who have ears, let him hear. And I had done some meditation on that particular term, uh, uh, that thing that Jesus had said. I was meditating on it for a, a while. And the revelation came to me that with our ears we listen, but the man hears with his soul. And so those who have ears, let them hear. And so this woman with the issue of blood, it says that she heard, right? And then she said within herself, that self that she is talking about, it was within her soul. She said, if I'm going to, if I could touch the hem of his garment, because what faith came, her soul believed it. And once he believed it, he agreed and uh, he began to take the steps necessary. Now, you have to remember, the woman with the issue of blood is not a Christian, is she? And when you look at the uh, the people in the Bible, none of them are Christians, if you if you will, you know. Um, but some of them uh, 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 believed in God and believed that he was the revelation. Who do you believe, Peter? Do you believe I am? And he says, I believe that you are the son of the living God. You are the Messiah. And Jesus responds, said, upon this rock, I'm going to build my church upon the revelation of that that I am the Messiah, the Son of God. And then you have men taking that out of context and created a whole religion and talk about uh, he being the first pope and all this kind of garbage. That is a out of context, and the religion is false. So when we create religions out of taking the word out of context, the Bible says we're preaching another gospel. So that religion is another gospel, and it said that religion is cursed. So... Uh, that's the truth, that's the word of God. So, as we are seeing now, with this woman of the, with the issue of blood, faith comes by hearing, and her soul heard it. She's not a Christian. She believed it, and she said she activated the law of faith. And so, God had uh, decided in his heart, inside of him, and I want to create man, and I'm going to... Uh, uh, create a place for him, and he began to speak what he wanted. The woman with the issue of blood, she spoke what she wanted. So you see then that the law of faith is coupled with works. Without works, faith without works is dead. You have to do something. You have to believe in your heart, and confession is made unto salvation is the law of faith. It's incomplete if there is no confession and corresponding action to get it done, because he says faith without works is dead, so it's, then it's not really truly faith, right? So we see that this particular uh, law, when activated, is going to produce an outcome. And we see that this uh, uh, God came and he produced an outcome when he began to speak to things, when he began to call those things that are not as though they were. So now he's on the scene, and we've known from reading the Word of God that there are many men and women in the Bible that showed all kinds of degrees of faith. So we want to take a look at some of the degrees of faith that is mentioned within Scripture. And many of us, we will locate ourselves based on what we read. And so you will get a chance to see where you're at, right? As we continue this journey, if if you will. We know then that it's impossible to please God without it. We know that it is a law. We know that God utilized it to create this earth. 
and the stars and uh, everything. So this law was used to to uh, activate creation. And this law, when we use it, our situation responds to the fact that it recognizes that the law of fate is being used and it has to bow. So now let's take a look at some classification, if you will, as to um, how Jesus was locating people. Let's take a look at uh, Mark chapter 4, verse 40. And we see he makes a statement to his disciples. He said to his disciples, Why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? So some of the enemies, and I did a study, and again, you'd have to go back and see which one, but I wrote a book also um, along with it, The Enemies Are Faith. And one of the enemies that we see within the discipleships, those guys that are there with God, the disciples, was always fear, the spirit of fear, where Jesus would have to tell them, fear not, fear not, fear not. So we see then in this book of Mark, chapter 4, as an early on in his ministry with his boys, if you will, his entourage that he is going to train now. And um, he makes a statement. How is it that you guys have no faith? So as they're hanging out with him, if you will, you know, they began to hang out with the word, okay? And spending time with the word and coming and seeing some of the power of the word, those power that he saw, were, many of them saw was demons being cast out with a word. The scripture tells us he healed them with a word. I sent my word and healed them. So we know that the word, Jesus Christ, is able to do much. And the disciples were exposed to the word. And as they are exposed to the word, things began to happen with them. One of the first things we saw, how is it do you have no faith? Because fear was present. And so as they're moving through, right, as they're moving through their, their, their life, um, you know, you, they're seeing things, as I said, about uh, Jesus Christ and getting with all of them. So he is at, he's walking on this, uh, going to a journey, and he, they come to this fig tree. And he goes to the fig tree, and the Bible tells us it's not time for fruit and all this kind of stuff. But yet, he says to this fig tree that no one, you're going to die, no one is going to eat from you from this day forward. So that he, they went through their thing, and then they came back, and the disciples saw that, and they said, um, he said, wow, something happened to this tree. And then Jesus stops, and he makes a statement. He says, because of your little faith, but truly I say unto you, if you have grain, uh, faith as a grain of mustard seed, but I always tell people that little faith, that is a grain of mustard seed, is 100% mustard seed. And so that little faith has to be pure faith, that little seed. You will say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible. So we know then that when we use this law, Jesus says, that nothing becomes impossible once this uh, law is activated. Now we see some examples of that in the book of Joshua, when Joshua and the children of Israel were in a battle. And Joshua noticed that as it's getting late, that uh, they're losing. And so he activated the law of faith, and he told the, uh, the moon and the sun to stay still until the battle was done. And when it's done, then you can revert back to the timetable that God had set up for you, the movement, the cycle for you to go through and continue. And so we see that God did not 
interrupt that whole thing. Why? And why did the moon and the star stop and the, and the, and the sun? What caused them to stop? They recognized or they were familiar with the law of faith because it was the law of faith that created them. So when Joshua spoke, they recognized the same voice, the same authority, the same that created them. They didn't know it was Joshua. They didn't know anything. They knew that the law of faith was activated. And because the law of faith was activated, they had to respond and stood still. So when you and I activate the law of faith, we must believe that there will be a result, a corresponding result from it because we have released faith. As the woman with the issue of blood did, as God did in Genesis. The woman with the issue of blood released it. She, she believed it in her heart, which we talked about is a, the chamber of the soul. And she said within herself, and if I can touch the hem of his garment, now she believed it first, and then confession is made unto salvation, meaning confession is made unto whatever situation you're in, you're going to get saved, basically. You know, you're not just born again. But confession, we believe with the heart, the process is we believe with the heart, and then we confess with our mind, and you shall be saved. That's the process. And we saw that with God. He believed in his heart, and he confessed. And everything came into existence. We know that Joshua did the same thing. When Joshua spoke, the, the sun and the moon heard, they recognized the law of faith because they knew and understood that the law of faith created them. And so when you and I begin to speak in faith, then we are going to get it. So what do we do? The Bible says faith comes by hearing. We have to listen to it long enough to let the soul get it so he can hear what we are listening to. And until he hears what you're listening to, you are not going to get it. You and I will never get it because he doesn't believe a word that he's listening to. And so when he begins to listen and listen and listen and he begins to now, it begins to be saturated in him, he is going to come to a heart where he begins to believe it. And when he believes it, he is going to say something. He's going to say, I got it. I believe it. So we see that these guys started, how is it you have no faith? And Jesus points out to them and says, man, all you need is a little. You don't need a lot. You just need a little. But it has to be a little of pure stuff. You can't be um, mixed with, um, uh, you can't be mixed with doubt and unbelief, and so forth. So let's take a look at the situation in Luke chapter 8, verses 29, when, again, Jesus is uh, talking to his disciples. He said to them, Where is your faith that you were afraid? Okay, so we see when it is mixed with fearfulness, doubt and unbelief. We are not in faith. We are in fearfulness and unbelief. You can't mix it with anything, Paul says in the Word. We were so honored that these guys heard the Word of God, and they believed it as it is the Word of God, and they did something with it. They mixed it with their faith, and they got what they want. So where is yours? You know, Where is your ability to exercise and walk in the law of faith? For the Scripture says in Romans 10.10, 10, For with the heart one believes and is justified, that heart is your soul. And with the mouth, one confesses and is saved. 
For we are called and we must walk by faith, as the Bible says, not by sight. We have to walk by this law. We have to live and die by this law. So we see, again, as I said to you, where you have no faith, where is your faith? You have little faith. And Jesus said, all you need is some little. But if you use your little faith, you're going to get something. So we see that they're progressing, you know, in Matthew 8, 26. And he said, where are are your, why are you afraid, O ye of little faith? So their faith grew a little because they're hanging out with the word of God. And so as we are seeing these guys that he took, uh, fishermen and all these tax collectors and all the other things, we see that they had no faith. O ye of little faith, and uh, Matthew fourteen thirty one, Jesus immediately reached out his hand and took him and said, saying, O you of little faith, why did you doubt? See, um, he, uh, the enemy that this particular situation, the one that came and stole his faith, kicked him off with doubt. We know that many people, I myself, we have to find these demons and these enemies of our faith. So we are called to live by this faith. For by grace have you been saved through faith by this law. It is a gift of God. And so this law that God has given to us is a gift. And laws are established. Once they are established, they can't be messed with. There is no way. But once we operate in that law, we know that we will get what we ask. And without faith, it is impossible. Without the law of faith, Dealing in your situation is impossible. We see the, boy, the disciples, no faith. How is it you have no faith? We see little faith. And so as we get to see little faith, we know that little faith can do much. And uh, the Bible tells us, Jesus said, if you have little faith, uh, this um, uh, grain of mustard is, is enough to do anything, everything that you need. We know that these men that had no faith and little faith and all these things, they get to become men that exhibit and show strong faith. And the scripture talks about it, uh, about, we know about Peter's life, we know about uh, all these men and what they did, how they were martyred. We know all of these things. Peter walking at, he says, silver and gold, I have nothing, but what I do have, I'm going to give you. What did he have? He had the power of God. He had faith that he knew that when he lay, lay hands on this man, he's going to uh, be healed. And so we see as these men spend time with the word, their faith grew. And we know uh, from the scriptures that there are several different types of faith, and I'm mentioning them as we are going through this conversation. And I felt led to take you guys through. Um, there's another aspect of our faith the Bible talks about in Timothy, about our faith being shipwrecked. Um, and if you read Timothy chapter, I think it's chapter 1, and you'll see 18 and 19 when it, uh, he talked about shipwrecked faith. Shipwrecked faith is when one leaves the faith, uh, the gospel of Jesus Christ and put their faith in something else. Um, and when they put their faith in something else, the Bible says that their faith became shipwrecked. And we see that on the scene to this day. Many people are worshiping a man that thinks that he is Jesus. And one of the funniest things I've ever seen done by these people, they're so foolish, that they have a statue. These are men and women of God. They have a statue of the uh, of the ex-president uh, individual that is golden and looks, you know, it's fake, of course, but it's golden. And they are laying hands on this golden calf, if you will. And we know back in 
exodus, what happened with this golden calf that people were worshipping. Hundreds of thousands of the the Bible tells us that the earth opened up and swallowed them, and they died. I was like, couldn't you guys paint it silver? What's wrong with you? But mankind is so warped in his mind that he doesn't even understand what he's doing. So these idiots went and painted a gold-looking idol because God tells them, don't worship idols, worship me. So we see that they are worshiping idols and they've walked away from God. And whoever was in there that was born again, their fate has become shipwrecked. It's nothing. So let's take a look at what that says. This is um, uh, Paul talking to Timothy. Let's start a little ahead so we have the context of what he's talking about. And the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, or the grace of our Lord, was exceedingly abundant with faith. And you guys know about grace and faith. And the love which is in Christ Jesus. This is a faithful saying worthy of all acceptance that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, of whom I am just pretty worthy. Um, how did, for this cause I obtain mercy, that I am in me first, Jesus Christ, might show forth all long suffering for a pattern to them which should hereafter believe on him to life everlasting. I am an example, if you will. Uh, now on to the King, eternal, immortal, invisible, the only wise God. Be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. This charge I commit unto son Timothy, according to the prophecies wherewith went before me on you. So he has some prophecies on his life, so many of us. And he's just encouraging this young man that you, by them, might war a good war. He's saying, fight the good fight of faith, my brother. There are some enemies that are a part of faith and all these different things, but fight the good fight. And then he says, holding faith and a good con, which some have him put away concerning faith and have made shipwreck, of whom is, and he names these two characters, Emenius and Alexander, whom I have delivered unto Satan, that they may learn not to blaspheme. So we see that blaspheming was what these guys what had caused their fate to be shipwrecked. I exhort you, therefore, that first of all, supplication, prayer, intercession, and giving of giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings, and for all that are in authority. That's why when people are telling me that Biden won, I mean, not Biden, that, uh, what's the name, Orange Man won, the Bible tells us in Romans that God, Romans chapter 13, that God picks those individuals, his leaders, and he puts them there. And anyone that fights them is fighting God. And so our responsibility, since I am not of this kingdom, I am in it, but I am not of it. It says I ought to pray for those leaders that are in this kingdom because I'm in it, but I'm not of it. For the king and for all that are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God, our Savior. And so we see then that this, these guys, these two men, because of blaspheming against the word, blaspheme against uh, Jesus Christ and the, the, the word preached, that he told them that these two boys, their faith, have been shipwrecked. And without it, them two people, as we say, will never ever be able to please God. 
So we know that there's a couple of guys that we look in the Bible and we see. It tells us that these men and women had characters of faith, what they look like. Now, it says that Noah was a man who took, uh, it says in Genesis, says Noah did this. He did all that God commanded him in Genesis chapter. Obedience to God. We know that Nehemiah also was one of those. We know Job was one of them. Joseph and Ruth was one of them. We know Esther was another one. Daniel, all these men, Elijah, men and women. These are stalwarts of faith. You know, Paul was in Paul was he, um, you know, Philip was one of them. And Philip, after Philip preached to this African man, he, he disappeared. Time traveled or, or he probably hit his little Star Trek button and he was gone. Um, and so we know that people utilize the law of faith to do tremendous work on this planet. Why? Because this planet was made by faith. And when you and I are operating in it within this law, everything around us, because it was made and created by the law of faith, they recognize the authority that that law represent, and they began to obey, then began to change uh, molecules and all of those things in order to produce what God said he wanted it. Now, you and I, when we began to use and utilize the law of faith, the Bible says that we activate a couple of things that God had given us access to so that we can uh, utilize it to get the desired outcome once we operate and activate the law of faith. It says, come boldly before the throne, whereby you may obtain mercy, because we know we mess up because of God's mercy there. We obtain mercy and find grace to help in our time of need. And we talked about grace. It is the divine influence upon the heart and the, the benefit that it brings to the believer as to what the Lord had showed it to reveal to me. And so this grace, these two particular uh, um, gifts that God has given to us. And so I told you the scripture says that we are in the age of grace because the Bible tells us that, that Jesus Christ came and ushered in grace. So he gave us 2,000 years of uh, this grace. And what is this grace for? I keep telling you guys what this grace for, and we study that. It says the wealth of the wicked is laid up for the for the just. It's laid up. The wealth of the sin is laid up for the just. How do we access that? How do we get that? We get it by faith. We utilize the law of faith. And God's grace will cause those that have the money or the job or whatever to relinquish it because he says it's laid up. It's actually laid up. It is being stored for you. Ecclesiastics says, For God giveth the man that is good in his sight, wisdom and knowledge and joy. But to the sinner he gives travail to gather and to heap up that he may give to him that is good before him. So they have their assignment in this other kingdom is to gather, heap up and all that stuff. But our faith, that law, is to extract stuff from there. Our faith, the law of faith, is to extract uh, help and bring it into the body. I send my word and that it may accomplish itself quickly. We know that God says that he has surrounded, he has covered us. Uh, for you 
Bless the righteous, O Lord. You cover him with favor as a shield. So we are in the age of grace. You don't have to, but you can come boldly before God. You have to believe that he is God and that he's a rewarder of them who diligently seek him. So when you're seeking him, when we read that in Hebrew, you're seeking him for his grace, that he will use it to affect and to change, and your mercy, because we know that we did something uh, that requires his mercy. And so I want to challenge you guys to begin to look at faith as a law. And instead of just you know, something that, you know, you think you ought to do, but it is a law. It was a law used to create this universe. And when you and I um, bring this law into effect into our life, the Bible says, ask, and it shall be given to you. How are you asking? James said, let this man ask in faith. Let this man ask using the law of faith. And when he uses the law of faith, he then have access to the things that God has given to him. For the Bible tells us that God has given to us all things pertaining to life and godliness. And so if God has given to you and I all things pertaining to life and godliness, then the only way that you and I can access all things is by utilizing the law of faith. So we know that this grace that he has given to us and all these things that he has given to us is so that we can accomplish our assignment while we are here on this planet. For the Bible tells us that he has, tells us that he is our, we are his workmanship, if you will, and that he has created you and I to do some good works, if you will. And as we are created in, his workmanship created in Christ Jesus, for good works, which God forehand prepared that we should walk in them. So before the foundation of the earth, God has set up some stuff for you to do. But you have to go and access all that data and that information from uh, with the help of the Holy Spirit so that you can complete that assignment. And so he has to now equip you so that you can make sure that you have and get your assignment done. And the Bible tells us how he does that, you know. So he is absolutely in charge of this, but we need to utilize the um, the law of faith so that you and I can access everything that is ours, given by God. And until we do that, the Bible tells us that we are not going to get anything. Because it tells us in 2 Corinthians 9, 8, and God is able to make all grace abound to you, so that having all sufficiency in all things at all times, you may abound in every good work. But you and I are called to be always walking by this law, activating it everywhere and every place we go, so that as we activate and the just shall live by this law, the just will walk by this law as we are doing those things. The Bible says we are in the will of God. And it tells us that anything that is not of faith is sin. So now anything that is not operating within the law of faith is sin. And God does not work with sin. He does not work with doubt. He does not work with unbelief. He does not work with fearfulness. It is not a part of his kingdom. And the Bible says that you and I 
are his children. We are part of his kingdom. So I want you to recognize the importance of the law of faith, how it was instituted, where it came from, what happens, so that when you and I utilize the law of faith, we will always get what we want. And Jesus said, you really don't need much. You just need a little. And if you have a little, you can do great things. You could say to this mountain, be thou removed. Why? Because that mountain was a part of parcel that was created and called into existence by the law of faith. And so when you and I walk and operate in that law, any and every circumstances that we are in recognizes the power of that law and that authority, and it will then manifest because once you hear it in with your soul and you make your confession, the Bible says, you shall be saved. The Bible says that the just shall live by faith, we walk by faith and not by sight.